Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0. Now, here's your host, Gary Zermelin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0 radio show. Uh, On this show, we talk with high-performing business professionals to sharpen our skills, learn new ideas and concepts, share best practices, and get to know really smart people. Let's listen carefully, take notes, and look for their contact information at the end so that you can engage with them. As always, we will conclude with a sales tip from me at the very end. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited about our guest today. Uh, You know, we we got marketing here, so we're going to have some, you know, Russell's going to be talking to us a little bit about that in a few minutes. As we all know, if uh, the biggest fear that a business owner has is that that, that they're invisible. And uh, so this is what he's going to be helping and talking to us a little bit about is so that they make the invisible visible. And uh, that's pretty important. So he'll also provide us with some great insights and tips as well in the marketing world. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, That should be a a lot of fun. And we also have Margaret Bryant. Uh, She's going to be here with us today with the Manili Law Firm. And uh, this is going to be awesome because she's also give us some tips about about law and, and things that we need to be aware of and tell us a little bit about their stories. And I know she has some good ones uh, that she's going to share with us, which I think we'll all find quite beneficial. Uh, so welcome. It's great to have both of you on. Um, first, we're going to be having uh, Russell uh, in Harold, and he's, he's with SFB Ideas. And I'll let him explain the acronym in a little bit. It's a, it's a great one. Uh, but give you a little bit of background on them. Um, they help companies make smarter decisions uh, to drive faster growth and achieve better results. Uh, they engage with their clients and, and, and their needs and, and help them define what the marketing needs to be uh, for all of them. And so he'll have some more details on that. But before we go too far, Russell, just tell me a little bit about yourself and, and how did you get into marketing? Uh, yeah, great, Gary, and thank you for that. Um, yeah, my, my journey into marketing, uh, I could sit here and tell you that it was a straight, very thoughtful plan, but I'd be lying. To, um, okay. My formal education, interestingly enough, is in accounting and finance, undergraduate in accounting, an MBA in finance. And so <laughs> I sold life insurance for two years, started working at Delta Airlines and, and uh, as a computer programmer. And I just found that I was missing something that was fulfilling. So I had the opportunity to get into marketing at Delta and that was in 91, 92. And so 30 plus years later, uh, through 20 years in corporate enterprise and now with my own firm for 10 or 12 years, um, you know, it's been great. I love variety. I love challenges. I love solving, uh, you know, uh, new opportunities, um, for, for clients, um, really fulfilling for me. So that's my marketing journey and how I got to do what I've done for the vast majority of my career. That's awesome. You know, you know, talking about marketing, I mean, it's a pretty broad field and, you know, it has many definitions. So give us a feeling about that and what you do, how you fit in all of that. Yeah, sure. Um, so it is a broad field. It is not something that you can, clearly defined in black and white. And so how we fit into that, uh, what we've learned is we plug in with clients where they are and how they define marketing. So what that means is if they define marketing as their website and their sales materials, then that's where we plug in. That's where we can help them. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
the difference, though, and and our core value proposition is that we apply a strategic approach to anything and everything that our clients want to do, where they want to start. So if they want to start with something that's very tactical, such as a website or or, or print a material, that's great. But we're going to inform those decisions as to what we do and why we do it. Mm. And, and most importantly, how the market is going to embrace and, and consume that information. So it has to be uh, kind of an individual basis on, on what the companies, the service, the product, and you're looking at all that. that, that that's absolutely correct, Gary, is that we, we have a process that we follow, but it's custom. We don't, I don't have a cookie cutter of two parts this, three parts that. You know, it depends on the client. It depends on the industry and, and all the marketplace uh, uh, factors that are surrounding that. So what are some of the interesting opportunities you've had? Yeah, so Tell us no, a bit about that. Yeah, thank you. So I, I will go back to one of my earliest clients about 10 or 12 years ago. I had the great fortune to meet a, a local um, journalist, uh, a career uh, reporter for WSB, a guy named Dale Cardwell. <laughs> and um, Dale had transitioned from being on air at WSB to launching his own business called trustdale.com and and he's a consumer advocate he helps company he helps consumers um make decisions about um purchases of consequence so uh you know uh, particularly around home services but it's much broader than that so um i had the opportunity to meet dale when he was first launching trustdale and uh getting to understand his value proposition and, and I would say helping him refine his value proposition as to, you know, what made sense. Um, and then we just had a lot of fun um, seeing how we could get the message out, how we could build his brand through every media channel you can imagine from traditional TV, radio, um, uh, and print uh, to digital Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then we expanded it from the Atlanta market to five different markets, uh, to Dallas, to, to Tampa, to Orlando, to Nashville, uh, Birmingham. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was really a lot of fun. And you learned a lot and, uh, you know, uh, and, and so that's been, that was a great experience. I've had many others that have covered the gamut from things like commercial heating and air, mm-hmm. um, uh, to more recently, we did some work with the locally with the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. Last so you year. work with small, medium, large, uh, or just give me a feeling of your target market that you normally work with. Sure, uh, you know most of our work is with small to mid-sized companies, yep. closely held, privately owned, because yep. um, we're small or small business, uh, so we relate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can get to decision makers much quicker yeah, with that. Yeah. With that, yeah, make decisions quicker. Yeah, the whole but, thing. <laughs> but occasionally, you know, we'll we'll get what I describe enterprise clients. You know, we had the opportunity to do some work for Mastercard a few mm. years back, okay. and um, uh, did some work with uh, the Royal Bank of Scotland a few wow. years back. So you know, we we have occasionally have those opportunities, um, and you know, we'll we'll take them on. At, at the end of the day. Good fundamental marketing practices are portable and universal, yeah. regardless of the size of the organization. It's more it's more around understanding, you know, the the organization, their frameworks, and, and who they're. But but good good fundamentals will apply regardless of the of the size of the organization. Let's talk a little bit about marketing and and sales. I mean, is that the same function or not? I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Um, 
it's a very good question, Gary. Marketing and sales are related, but they are not the same. Mm. And I've had clients tell me before that, um, Russell, you know, the biggest thing that, that I've learned through our work together is that marketing is a unique function that supports sales, but it's not sales. It's not, it's not you know, the traditional sales mechanism. And, and so I like to think of it like this. Marketing creates awareness and consideration for the offering. Mm. Um, and in some cases, will be directly influencing the consumption of the product or service. But it's, it's not mm. the pure sales mechanism. They should work hand in glove. Um, and, and the two functions m- working well will have a healthy degree of friction yeah. um, to get the best result. But marketing creates that awareness. Marketing creates that consideration yeah. that, that fills the funnel, if you will, in a classic sales process. I think that's process. a great way of explaining it. I know one person told me once when I was trying to understand that relationship between the two, they said, well, marketing is like the quarterback. You know, and we know how important quarterbacks are, you know, <laughs> and they got to get the ball. They got to get the ball off in two seconds and they got to get it to the receiver. But the salespeople, they're the receiver. So they got to catch the ball and they got to get it in the end zone. So you really do need both functioning optimally. That's right. Gary, that's funny you bring up that analogy because um, you love football. I know I'm a football guy (laughs) and um, I actually did a recent LinkedIn post using a very similar analogy. Um, Being a uh, a played in played in high school, didn't play beyond high school, but I was an offensive lineman. So, I have a different slant on it, but I, I think of marketing like the offensive linemen. They're creating the opportunities. They're mm. creating the lanes. And making and, those little holes, yeah. And making the holes for the quarterbacks in the skilled the posi- skilled positions to score. Mm. You know, so that, I mean, it's funny you use that analogy, but that, you know, that's the way I think of it. Um, mm. Maybe it's because I have a, a personal bias for the offensive lineman. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what are some challenges you often see when you're working with a company's marketing efforts? Is there some that you kind of find yourself running into more than others? I, you know, I, I that's a really good question, Gary. And I, I will say there are two broad categories that I see in almost every situation. Um, number one, uh, companies, can do a really good job of telling you what they do. They do a really good, I mean, regardless of industry, regardless of size of companies, companies can tell you a really good, do a really good job of telling you what they do down to every feature, every benefit, every capability. The the missing component in many cases, in, in the vast majority of the cases, is being able to clearly articulate why that matters, why their, why their target audience should care about what their solution is through the eyes and using the words of the target market. Mm. So, um, you know, I describe it that people, individuals acting on their own behalf or, or acting on behalf of their organization are, are fundamentally selfish. And I often get, you know, people raise their eyebrows. Like, no, I'm not selfish. I'm a very giving person. No, that's, that's not what I mean. But when I say people are selfish, we all interpret and consider anything through our own lens. Absolutely. Of how's this going to impact me? What does this do for me? Why, why should I care? Um, and so knowing that, 
as a, as a as a business entity as a marketer it's it's imperative job number 1 is to communicate why your solution matters to your target audience first and and foremost front and center the first thing they see on your website or any of your materials why why should they care why 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 does your solution matter yeah i like Be- that because if if they're interested in that um, they'll they'll dig in to understand the what right. and 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 the details. So th- so that's that's really a, a big challenge I see. And and then secondly and, and related is what I would describe as alignment, um, external alignment and internal alignment. And and so what I mean by that is to that point of uh, companies being aligned. And businesses being aligned with their with their target markets in terms of what the target market expects versus what the the the, the business is presenting, if it's misaligned, it's opportunity lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's many times, if not more time, is the in, lack of internal alignment. And so what I mean by that is, if I were to ask if, if there hasn't been a an intentional focus on marketing and brand management if I were to ask 10 people, 10 employees within an organization, how do you explain what the company does? If, if it hasn't been an intentional focus on marketing, I'd get 10 different answers, yeah, it's 10 different versions of the truth. And then, and then, so it's, and then no that, one really knows No one really, yeah. and then it manifests itself in the marketplace that, you know, it's confusion. Going back to football is like, you got to play and everyone's running their own play. You know, everyone got, has to run the same play and everyone has a certain uh, duty in that play that they got to perform. And if not, does not work. That's right, Gary. Does That's not right. Work. It all goes back to football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does in this conversation. Yeah, right. yeah, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing I was just kind of you know curious about, a lot of people are saying there's a lot of money that can be spent on marketing and there's a lot of ways and places that you can put that money. Um, from your, I maybe I'm sure it's different for every client, but I'm kind of guessing, is there a place that you're going to get a more of a bang for your dollar than another? Or is that not even possible? Um, good question. And you're, you're absolutely right. There's not a one size fit all. There's not the proverbial. Yeah. That's what you do is you're yeah, going to find I mean, out. You with know, that. Yeah. Uh, if people say, well, I, I'm, should I spend on print? Should I spend on digital? Should I spend on social? And I'm like, yeah, you should spend everywhere. And they were like, <laughs> sure. Now that's kind of a flip answer, but, but the truth of the matter is you should spend, um, in as many channels as possible to get enough critical mass. You know, it's not a mile wide and an inch deep type mechanism, but marketing and, and, and driving again to that sales is, is the result of multiple impressions. We don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. You know, we, that's all learned about that in sales is that it doesn't come where you think it's going to come from. And so because of that, you got to open up every door, look inside and say, Hey, here we are. That, that, that's exactly right, Gary. People consume information differently, differently it, through through multiple channels. So you have to be where your target audience is. Now that being said, you you should have a a an integrated multi channel approach versus just all your eggs in one basket. Because, but you need to spend enough 
to make it worthwhile. So you, that that's it's it's somewhat of an art, somewhat of a science in yeah. terms of getting to the optimal budget and the optimal media mix. That's why I'm hiring you, right? That's I, exactly I, right. That's exactly <laughs> I don't right. Want to figure yeah. that out. Yeah. It's kind of a complex algorithm and all that. And I got exactly what I expected today. I knew we we're going to get some great advice and some great marketing tips and all of that. And uh, we got that today. And I know the listeners are sure loving it. But you know, before we go though. Um, What's some contact information? How would they be able to get hold of you, uh, Russell? And don't forget to tell us what that acronym stands for. This. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Um, so SFB Ideas, um, and, and you, you spoke to it originally, Gary. It's uh, smarter, faster, better. We help mm-hmm. companies make smarter decisions to drive faster growth and better results. It's that. very simple as that. Our, our website um, is sfbideas.com. So... That's easy. Easy enough See, to. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were doing a marketing there. I've, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then my phone number um, is 404-202-2995. So be delighted to hear from you. Russell, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was, it was a lot of fun. At least I know I had a lot of fun. Uh, and now, folks, we're going to go on to our next guest today. And this is, we're going to get a lot of great stuff here, too. I know we are. Again, it's the Manili Law Firm. We've got Margaret Bryant with us. You know, to kind of give you a little bit of background on them, that, you know, that what they do, they focus on full service all family law firms. So they're all around Georgia, but not just Georgia, all over the world. So, you know, I got some questions about that because you don't hear that very often. And they've been doing it for over 30 years, which is impressive. And they focus on complex family law cases. So kind of give you guys an example. I mean, international divorce, uh, custody, uh, parental kidnapping, my goodness, uh, high asset divorce, uh, same sex rights, and on and on it goes. So they do these complex things um, and all of that. So it's just awesome to have you uh, with us today, Margaret. But before we jump in on all that, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you have a marketing position uh, with this law firm and, and all of that too. So, you know, feel free to give us a little bit of background on all that. Absolutely. Thanks for having me today, Gary. Uh, so again, Margaret Bryant I'm with the Manili firm. We are all family law, all around Georgia, all around the world. I am the marketing director. Um, Started in marketing years and years ago with the uh, University of Georgia. I have a degree in marketing um, with a minor in political science. So it's interesting. Um, studied abroad, did a lot of things. And to end up in this position with family law, international family law, it pulls together really all of the things that interested me mm. back at the very, very beginning. Um, so that's kind of how I got here. Took a few different positions along the way. I've worked in human resources have a pretty strong sales background. So it all compiles together to really give a great focus in the marketing arena. I love people who are in marketing and have a sales background. Absolutely. Uh, because it, it really helps to have the right insights on what we need to be doing and seeing it from our point of view through sales. So that's definitely uh, one of your secret sauce ingredients uh, for what you do, I'm sure. So Absolutely. tell me a little bit about the law firm. Tell me a little bit about you guys and what you all do. Absolutely. Um, so I'm so incredibly proud of the work that we do. We've got six offices in the state of Georgia. We practice family law. So we definitely work in all of the local markets. We are in Atlanta, Marietta, Cumming, Lawrenceville, Columbus, and then down in Savannah. Wow, it's extensive. Yes, so we're all over the state. Um, We currently have 12 attorneys, um, full staff in each of those different cities. Um, The best part is when you hire one of us, you get the entire team. So you've got the full force of specialty um, 
got your back the whole way. We do have that special niche in international family law. So we have actually handled cases on every continent in the world except really? Antarctica. Yes. See, that's got to be complex. Yes. I mean, you got a whole different set of rules in every country. Absolutely. Uh, so Michael how, Manili, how do you manage that? I'm just kind of curious. Michael Manili is our founding attorney. So incredibly proud of the work that Michael has done all over the world. First, back in 2012, Michael had a unanimous victory before the U.S. Supreme Court. That is Schaefen impressive. v. Schaefen. Yes, absolutely. So what it ultimately did was establish custody laws and giving parents rights to enforce custody orders even when a child has been taken across international borders. That's fascinating. So the case has been cited well over 2,000 times since then, really set a strong precedent for how custody is viewed internationally. Wow. So we're very, very proud of that. Yeah, I would say you would be really good in that particular category. <laughs> there's no question about that. You know, there's a lot of law firms, though, out there. I mean, there's a lot. So, I mean, why am I going to call you? What I would say, you get a powerhouse team of 12 attorneys. Okay. Absolutely unbelievable strategic legal strategy, support, knowledge. We do provide concierge-level service. So not only are we going to handle all of your legal strategy, we also help with all of the other pieces that encompass divorce. We can help help you find movers. We can help you find painters. We can help you find tutors. Divorce oh, really? is complicated. Um, family law is complicated. So that concierge-level support really, really provides what families need to get across the finish line. The other piece I'm so incredibly proud of is we truly help people identify their hopes, dreams, and aspirations. So yes, divorce, we all know what divorce is. We all know custody battles. Um, a lot of those things are not pleasant. We want you to look ahead. Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Um, if it's a divorce case, you're going to ultimately have to be around your ex-spouse. You're going to be at weddings. You're going to be at grandchildren birthday parties. You have to deal with each other forever. Yeah, we were talking about that a few moments ago, and I thought that was kind of interesting because a lot of people think, you know, I want to hire a, a really good law firm, like a bulldog that's just going to go in there and, you know, just tear everything apart. And that's not really the way you're set up. I mean, you can, but tell me a little bit more about that. Absolutely. If push comes to shove, we can be aggressive. We can do all the things to reach your goals. We really ultimately try to extend an olive branch. We, we want to know what's going to get everyone to a better tomorrow. You have to work together. Life goes on. Particularly if there are children involved, everyone needs to get to a productive place. So we don't view it as scorched earth destruction. Let's just go after them. Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you guys want to go? Everyone has to move forward, and we really want to get you there in a productive manner where you can have a positive future. Do you have any stories for us, any success stories or places perhaps where you helped somebody and made a difference? Oh, gosh. If our attorneys were here, the stories could go on and on. And, and that's why they're not here. Uh, yeah, right. Because it's a <laughs> yeah. They could tell you amazing stories. So what I can share... Um, I know recently we did have a child that was um, reunified with a mom in Mexico. One of our paralegals actually was able to fly the child down to, I believe it was Mexico City, um, reconnect with the mom, hadn't seen the mom in two plus years, 
those those are some of the most amazing stories. I know we had a similar story, I believe, with a father in Savannah a few months ago. But to see families in such crisis get to a happy place where they can move forward, and there is nothing better than when those pictures, um, we're able to share pictures with each other amongst the firm of cases that have, you know, just blood, sweat, and tears. Everyone has just put their heart and soul into it. And then to see that child back in the arms of mom or dad, um, knowing that they're in a good place. Yeah, it's I mean, very it's, rewarding. It's powerful, I mean, because, you know, you got the law part of it, but it's also, I mean, it's high emotions. Oh, absolutely. We always say very often people that contact us aren't having their best day. We're not seeing the best side of people. So again, that's where, um, from a marketing standpoint, that concierge level service comes in. We recognize that. It's not easy, but we can support you not only in legal strategy, but also in other aspects of life to give you that really strong foundation to move forward. That definitely makes you unique. Very it really unique. does. I've never heard that before. Um, I think that's, that's fantastic. Well, you're in marketing, so I got to ask you some questions about that. So uh, how do you market a law firm? I mean, I mean, you know, no one's always you know, thinking about a divorce or doing any of those types of things. So tell me a little bit about that. So a lot of what I do, again, identifying hopes, dreams, aspirations. No one wants to get divorced, but as we all know, give or take 50% of the population is ultimately going to experience a family law issue. Mm. So it's really letting people know that we're out there. Um, a lot of what we do, we, we're all over social media, um, online. We're just putting those resources out there where you know how to reach us if the need arises. Okay. Things so you, you, you guys brewing. always be out there because you never know when they're going to need you. So your marketing really has to be going on. Oh, it's ongoing. Absolutely. Yeah. Because think how many people, they, you know when things aren't going well, right? So they're ultimately taking in those resources and observing the videos. Um, we really are very proud of our blogs. Um, if you go to our website, allfamilylaw.com. There's a blog tab. They yeah. are phenomenal. We have a huge following with our blog. They're all over our Facebook pages, um, Instagram, all of our social media as well. But it just gives really strong resources to people that might be in a position of needing our services down the road but aren't ready to make a phone call or start asking too many questions quite yet. Yeah, that, that really answers probably my next question I was going to have for you is just that is, you know, um, what are some tips and things that they can do, but they can just go, you know, right to the blog and be able to see other people's experiences, uh, perhaps, and, and, and what you did for them and stuff like that. They can kind of get an understanding of what's out there for them. Absolutely. So our blogs are great resources um, of, of just situations. Sometimes they're related to current events. Um, usually there are things that can really resonate. People emotionally connect to them. Also, we have videos that give you tips. Um, you know, if you, if you feel like divorce is looming, if you're having issues with your co-parent, um, we have an estate planning branch as well. So we do have quite a few videos on, you know, three things you need before your child turns 18. Um, all sorts of tips where you can get those really key points and then you can continue to dig through the website for more information as well. And if they need even more, that's when they call you. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. You know, what are some things that you do, you know, for your team to keep them organized and, 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 and prepared for success and all that? Well, we work together really well as a team. Uh, Sheila Manili, who is uh, founding attorney Michael Manili's wife. She is our business manager. She is 
absolutely amazing in keeping all of the wheels turning and everything pulled together. Um, we have weekly meetings. We have monthly all-hands meetings. Um, we all meet as a group every morning at 9 o'clock for 10 minutes just to touch on any any big things going on during the day. Um, as far as the marketing team, we keep extremely detailed calendars with six different offices, communities, um, really all over the world. There's so many moving parts just blocking those calendars and communication. And of course, this kind of intrigued me. Of course, it would from what I do in sales, but you actually have a sales team. There's not a lot of law firms that I'm familiar with that have one. It's usually through referrals and stuff like that. That's what I'm always told when I try to cold call them. Well, and we do. We have a huge referral source for the firm, which we're really, really proud of throughout all of our communities, but we do have a sales team. They are phenomenal. Um, They take our intake calls. So they are the first voice that you are going to hear when you call the firm. They are amazing at building relationships, building trust. Um, That's really what they do. They're getting that initial information, letting that caller know, we've got you. We can take care of this. They then take the situation, kind of consider the facts. They're connecting them to the attorney. They think the is right the best, attorney. Mm. Absolutely. The best fit for them, um, just depending on all of the circumstances of the case. So they're really, I would say, relationship builders. Yeah. I, I like that, too, because sometimes when I'm calling a lawyer and they get on the line, I'm like, is, is the clock ticking? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to get an invoice for and this. You, can you know, I'm a, a little bit breath. apprehensive, you know, because I don't do this very often. But if I'm talking to a salesperson that's representing, sounds like slash customer service, um, that would make me a little bit more comfortable. Absolutely. So you can call knowing you are having a fully confidential conversation. You're not being charged for that call whatsoever. And you're able to really connect. We can get to the root of what's going on and make sure we connect you with, with whom you need to speak to. Yeah, I like that. So... Obviously, that sounds like, like you guys are also involved in the community as, as well. So tell me a little bit about that and, and how you stay engaged within the community. We are very involved in all six communities. Um, and again, throughout the state of Georgia, but all of the communities were very involved with the chambers. We're involved um, depending on the community, but local schools, um, all sorts of different community activities. Marietta particularly, Again, Sheila Manili, our business manager, very involved with Marietta Kiwanis Club, mm. quite a few of our attorneys and other staff members as well. Um, we pride ourselves on working with um, a lot of organizations that benefit families, families and children, because that's really the heart of what we do. Yeah, you're helping families. Uh, I think that's fantastic. Um, I, I'm sure some people right now listening to this are going, well, how do I get a hold of them? How do I do that? So how would they be able to get a hold of your law firm? So we can... First, start with our website, uh, www.allfamilylaw.com. All of our contact information is on the website. We've got a phone number. We've got direct. Um, you can click, send an intake form right then and there. But again, I would encourage anyone with any questions to explore the website. So many amazing resources. Watch the videos. Read about our attorneys. can really learn a lot about the firm and our uh, the way we approach family law. Yeah, your scope. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you can also give us a call directly at 770-421-0808. Fantastic. I just, uh, great having you as, as our guest today. I know I learned a lot and I know our guests did and you Thanks, did fantastic. Gary. So I want to thank both of you for being on today. It was a great show. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, and now we have sales tip one, two, three with Gary Z. And uh, so this is uh, uh, where we have one of our radio listeners write in a sales question or a challenge they're facing, and I give them some tips in how to overcome that challenge. And, and this one today is from Robert, and he wrote, um, I just had a prospect send me an email with at least 20 questions, so got a lot of questions. Should I answer them and send the email back to her? Okay, uh, Robert, no, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't hit the send button. Uh, what we really want to do when we're getting that many questions is we really want to pick up the phone. We call it put, pick up the phone and call them and get a meeting with them. Uh, that's a lot of questions. And what we have a tendency to do, it's, it's almost instinctual, especially when we're in a sales position, is we just want to answer them, answer them quickly and get it to them to show how great we are and how quickly we respond. Uh, not what we want to do here. And I'll tell you why. It's just that we got to find out the why behind the what. The why behind the what. So, for example, they're asking questions, but we really need to know why they're asking those questions. Uh, I'll give you an example. Someone may be asking me, do you provide coaching? And so I may get excited about that question. Oh, they want coaching. So I say, yes, we do. In fact, it's even unlimited. And I go, yeah, I got that one. Uh, turns out we don't really know the why behind the what on that. They may be asking that because they do not want coaching. They don't want any of that. And they're looking at our pricing and maybe we're more money than our competitor. And they're saying that's probably why. And we don't want the coaching. So we're going to go with the competitor. So I lost the deal right there because I wasn't finding out the real reason. They weren't asking if they wanted coaching. They didn't want it. But how are you going to know that from an email? we got to call them and get that conversation. So, Robert, next time that happens, make sure you call them. And don't worry. They'll set up the appointment with you. They've got 20 questions. They're going to really want the answers. Uh, but if you answer them and send it, guess what? After that, more than likely, you'll get ghost. Thank you so much, Robert. Have a great day and happy selling. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us today and for tuning in to Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0. I'm your host, Gary Zermelin. And until next time, good selling. <laughs>